This is your Womanhood After Motherhood podcast, episode number three, with guest Stephanie Pinto. Welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. I'm your host, Riva. I'm on a journey interviewing moms to discover how they are nourishing their independent spirits, making room for their passions, and claiming their space as women. I invite you to come on this journey with me, and together we can start this important conversation and inspire and ignite the light in each other. Thank you so much for joining me. Today we're going to speak with a really good friend of mine, a woman who I met in New York about uh, maybe 12, 13 years ago. And we met because we both, (laughs) we joined, I joined a, uh, my husband and I had just moved to New York and we joined this meetup group. We didn't have a lot of a couple friends and we wanted to meet some new people. So we went on that website, meetup.com and we we found this group called uh, Couples Up for Some Fun, <laughs> and we thought well, this could be really weird. I don't really know what the fun they're talking about is, but the events that they were organizing, the, the organizer, uh, looked really cool. They were new and around. We we didn't know New York very well, so they were uh, all around town and like festivals and cool things that I was super interested in. And so we thought, let's give it a shot. And we go and we meet them. We go to the first event. And it turns out that it is run by this couple who had just moved there from Dubai, Ed and Steph. And we immediately connected and we became such good friends. And we took a lot of adventures together all around New York and around the U.S. And we had... Uh, we've been having so much, so much fun. So sh- they're really, they're a really inspiring couple because they, they're really curious about the world. They do a lot of traveling, uh, and they are really up for adventure. So I was curious to talk to Steph about what it was like when she became a mom, because she's always been a really free spirit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing her thoughts on how she was able to continue feeling independent and, uh, and and keep that adventure spirit alive as a mom. So first, let me introduce her and I'll tell you a little bit about her. Steph is a native of Dubai, where she lived for 25 years before getting married, moving to New York, where she lived for four years, and now calling Toronto, Canada home. She is an avid traveler. She is a home chef, a mom to six-year-old Jacob, and runs the food blog, My Traveling Belly. Please welcome Stephanie Pinto. Steph, welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. Hi, Riva. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Who knew, right? Who knew how many years into our friendship we'd be doing this, right? I know. Oh, man. Thank you for being on my new podcast. You are very inspiring to me, and I find you are just so curious and what like you adjust so well and so I want to know from you what was the first thing that surprised you about yourself after you became a mom oh um after becoming a mother definitely resilience um it taught me a lot about just being patient with um you know the surroundings but more so me 
to be kind to myself, to be patient with myself, and to give myself the time to process the everyday, the changes that may happen. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I remember you saying to me, yeah, how strong you felt, how strong you felt as a mother. Like, wow, if I can do that, I am stronger than I expected. I'm stronger than I thought. And if I can do that, I can do anything. Definitely, it is. And, um, you know, quite often when things go sideways or there's a lull, I remind myself that I've come this far, right? I look back at being a mother has taught me one thing about myself, that is there is no limit out there to what I can do for myself. Mm. And that is, that is a, that's the biggest gift for me, you yeah. know? So it's, it's definitely, yes, it's, it's, it's very empowering. For yeah. sure. And I think part of that is creating the space, you know, creating mm -hmm. the time and the space for yourself. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talk a lot about boundaries and non-negotiables. Yeah. So what kind of stuff did you put in place for yourself? So um, it took me a while to get there. But when I did, um, it started with, you know, just uh, from going on a walk just by myself, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, to then getting in the car and just driving for the day, booking the day off for myself, um, going and checking out a bakery that I love, or picking up a coffee, or just walking in a neighborhood that just mm -hmm. makes me happy, uplifts me, right? Doing things on my own, mapping out an area of the city that I want to check out, and feeling like, oh, this is fun right yeah yeah almost like taking yourself on a date and i remember wow, i love that one of the exercises as an actor in the, the artist way that they recommend is doing artist dates and it's exactly what you've just described it's it's to you know make a list of all the things that you enjoy doing and taking yourself on a date yeah and you know reva that's very important which i have i promise you i did not learn this overnight but i think if anything learning to put myself first mm. and filling in filling my heart with contentment for me that I'm in a good place where I can serve myself first obviously helps me be a better person for the people around me so I make sure that at least six days out of the seven I carve that time out for myself, right? It's, mm. Some days it's not easy. Some days just picking up and getting ready and going, it's not. Especially when we're in a pandemic, you almost feel like one day is tying into the other. But then when I give myself that 20 minutes or that half an hour or even 45 minutes, mm -hmm. wow. It's a, it's what, it, it, it brings us back to, it brings me back to who I am. Yeah, and I think so many people um, feel bad about putting themselves first. So many women have this, um, they they feel bad about it, or they're made to feel bad about it, but you know, from from outside sources. But you realize how important it is and how it's not selfish to put yourself first, because it's important for the whole family. Definitely. Growing up, um, my mom was never never the, I'm sure the idea never occurred to her even to put herself first right mm -hmm. she looked after the three of us she looked after my dad and that was culturally and even just there was no way 
giving leaving the three of us at home what in front of the tv and just there was nothing called me time you're guilted into that right but now thank god for women standing behind other women and making a voice that you know what we need our voices to be heard that the as mothers as wives as individuals as students that we also have a voice and we also have something to say and one of it is i want time for myself i yeah. i i want to make a place for myself yeah and just because you're a mom doesn't mean that goes away and i Definitely. think that that that's the thing is that people feel like well once you've become a mom like you don't get to make that choice anymore you you have made that sacrifice but they never think the man has made that sacrifice so you know they it really is it falls on the mother so being able to, to reclaim that and take that back and saying, look, I'm still important just because I am a mom doesn't mean that the things that are important to me and me, myself, are not important anymore. Most definitely. I agree with you. And, and again, it reiterates back to if you don't take care of yourself from the mm -hmm. inside and the out, then how are you going to show up for anything else? Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. You are such an adventurer. You are always exploring new places. You and I have been on some trips together. And I know how you make these trips so incredible because you're so curious about life and curious about adventure. Um, how did you manage that once you had Jacob? Oh, that is a very uh, good one. Okay. Um, booking girls night with you. <laughs> Yes. Booking girls night with with you, <laughs> like okay, no. Guess what? I have a two hour window. I have to like run and get back, and it's either feed the baby or it's nap time or give the baby a shower. And what fun is that? After a while, you're like, no. You know what? I don't want to go anywhere if it means doing all this and then coming back in two hours. Mm, I'm good. You know, the f I think I would say the freedom to just plan and go, just plan and go overnight, right? At least for the first little while, that's just gone and nobody even gives yeah. you a heads up. Right. You really, you talk to me um, about the spontaneity and how mm. spontaneous your life used to be and mine too you know I, I we both just sort of lived a, a very spontaneous lifestyle and yeah. so that's a huge thing to get used to so can you talk a little bit about losing the spontaneity in your life the yes. freedom to be spontaneous um you know if I if I may just talk back to our New York days you know there were you would just we would there were days somebody once asked us if we own a stove because we were out all the time. The minute happy hour clicked, we were there one happy hour <laughs> to the other, right? And it was just random things. I, my yeah. husband would text me and we'd just be like, oh, here's where we're going today. And I'm like, okay, wow, let's do it, right? And then, and then nobody gives you, it's not written anywhere in a manual or anything, Reva, that guess what? Gone right that's gone even if it's handing over the the child for an overnight like don't even don't even get me there but started there but yeah, yeah. just yeah. just to pack up and go and do something it's just 
it just goes, you know, and that I feel like that's the essence of me just wanting to, now I try to reel it back a bit. I try to like, in during my week, if I think I want to take a day off, I just think about a neighborhood that I want to go visit and I try to relive that spontaneity now, just Mm. so that it brings back who I am from the inside. I keep saying that because that is so important to, it's not, I don't think we should give up a self of who we were ever because that Mm -hmm. has that is here we we are here today because of who we were those experiences have brought us here today so with that in mind talk to me about mom guilt because i know we all have it in some way right and there's no getting around it no so what what are your feelings on mom mom guilt i i think again that's something nobody ever tells you you it just comes right you you yes you you wait all your life to become this mom right but no again with that nobody gives you that guidebook that okay you're a mom but you're also still you remember that you're also still you but that just that 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 feeling of that that guilt of like okay i need to find me in the mom right there's mom there's wife but there's there's sorry it's supposed to be me wife mom right me wife mom so the that that guilt of you know if i'm me then am i not being a good mom or a good wife or if i'm being a good wife am i not a good mom or i'm not giving enough time to myself you mm. know i feel like that's an everyday work i Uh, My son is six, Jacob is six, and I think now I'm getting a better handle of taking care of myself and addressing Mm -hmm. that guilt portion of where maybe I was more a mom and and a wife and then me, but now I think working more towards looking after myself, you know, And, and I feel like as I inch towards 40, what do I want for myself? Mm-hmm. What do I want for me? What do I want to achieve? And mm-hmm. I hope whatever it is I want to achieve, I'm at least getting there. Even if I'm not there, I'm getting there. So, you yeah. know, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, working towards it. I Yeah, guilt. I, I didn't feel the guilt right away when I first had Birdie. Yeah. I, you know, I'd felt like I had this really... Like mostly challenging pregnancy, you know, the first half mm-hmm. of pregnancy was was pretty was all right, and the second half was was challenging. Um, and I wasn't, I, I, but I didn't feel like my body was mine. Once I got pregnant, I didn't feel like my body was mine anymore because I had to mm-hmm. really take care of it with with my baby in mind. And people ask about cravings, like what kind of cravings mm-hmm. did you have when you're pregnant? And uh, you know, it craved p- pickles and peanut butter or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I craved a night of debauchery. Like I was like, what do I want right now? I want to go to New York and I want to be, I want to party all night long and I want to be doing karaoke at four o'clock in the morning in the village with a group of random strangers. You know, like that's, that's what I, that's what I sort of craved. And, and, you know, I was like, what kind of child is growing inside of me that I have these feelings? But I realized (laughs) that it was because I was really, making a lot of sacrifices, which I was so happy to do. I was so excited to be a mom and to finally have Birdie. But once she came, 
I really needed to have a little bit of time for myself sure. and just to take a break. And she was only two months old when I went to New York just for fun. I was like, I'm going to just go away for, you know, I think I went for four days, four nights or something. And I just, I needed to have some me time. And I, I didn't feel the guilt. <laughs> I didn't feel the guilt then because I was really just, you know, in that moment. But now trying to take one night away yeah i have this guilt and if it's for work it's for something different but for pleasure yeah for i'm gonna go on my own not even with girlfriends because it's a birthday i can justify that but like not even for a birthday or not even for a special occasion yeah. just me myself wanting to go away is that enough of a reason and it is so hard to to really acknowledge that that is a good enough reason it doesn't have to be anything else and it that to me now is the mom guilt now the mom guilt is coming yes however how do i say this last year i took a trip with my girlfriend to niagara on the lake and a part of me was like why didn't i do this sooner you know mm -hmm. why didn't i why didn't i go because you and I don't mean this in any negative tone, but you go away from the noise of just constantly being needed, right? Mm. Where you're going into just your space where you can have conversations with another woman, with another girl, with your girlfriend. Or even if it was just me sitting on the winery grounds, sipping on wine, taking in the sun, and that's it right and maybe had i done started doing that maybe sooner it it just would heal certain yeah feelings yeah. and and things you know yeah. what i mean riva so yeah, yeah. The, the guilt is the guilt is it's a work in progress right so i think you know one of the things that i really want to discover mm -hmm. uh is what other women tried uh, to find their way back to reclaiming their their womanhood, their strength, their fierce selves. Um, and so can you, I mean, I know that you've done so many things. You, you know, I remember you taking me to a bar class and you having your 100th anniversary of bar class, oh gosh, you know, you and being so that. proud. And yeah, and you really... I, I, I saw you really still carving out the time and trying different things, things that you hadn't done prior to Jacob. So new things that were just getting yourself out of a comfort zone, maybe getting yourself into whether it be just trying to feel yourself more physically or sexually or whatever. But what really helped you find your way back to reclaiming your sense of femininity? Um, so I would say... The bar class is a great example because it just, that was my time, that was my hour of where I got to just be strong, not only physically, but also just push the boundaries of like, I had a kid, but now I'm able, okay, one really cool thing about bar is that it's a mix of like ballet, Pilates and yoga. Never in my life did I think that I would like be, you know, holding on a pole and trying to do these ballet moves I don't even remember a plie I don't even know how you say it it's it's a 
some dance pose, but it felt really like cool to do it, you know, and I'll try it now once in a while or I still have my bar socks and I look at them and I'm like, you know, just because we've moved, I don't do it anymore. But those two years, it was awesome because it just uh, helped me push the boundaries to try and do something different and something new. It was it was mm. really coming out of there. I felt like strong and like I did something different every time I went in there and I came. I, I love it. Thank yeah. you for asking me about that. Yeah. Well, I also remember you talking about cycling oh. and the freedom to be able to like think and, and the lightness and and I love that and it makes so much sense that cycling would would help you in particular because you are such an adventurer and such a free spirit so the idea you know I think about I don't know if you've seen this movie with Meg was it Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage um, where she is she's on this bicycle and she's like riding free in the mountains and um but it's that feeling like of just like the motion of almost feeling like a bird and feeling that lightness and so i wonder if cycling really it's Ariva again like um thank you for bringing that up for one thing thanks to covid i think the reflection on myself has been even stronger which i really appreciate and one of the things i started focusing on is we got a bike and just going on bike rides is so exhilarating. It's so exhilarating because you just, you're on your own with, you might be having thoughts, you might not be having thoughts, but that's your time to feel free, just to feel the literally the wind in your hair. Mm-hmm. And on a beautiful day, like even today, just before we got on this call and after dinner, I took the bike and I just went. It, uh, it brings a balance inside of you. It mm-hmm. just... It, it brings you to your core and that's so important. That's so important. Again, by no yeah. means, I try to practice balance every day just so that I'm present for myself and then I'm present yeah. for the world around me. So we have to talk about your food blog, My Traveling Belly. I, oh my gosh, following your food trip, your your food trip through Mumbai was just like, oh I need her to bring me to Mumbai with her. Yes, let's go. There's no one else I want to go to Mumbai with other than you. It's so cool. So yes, um, my food blog on Instagram, uh, it's My Traveling Belly. That's the reason for the name My traveling belly is few things right um i i love to travel you know again travel yeah. i i call even traveling from toronto to um oakville <laughs> traveling <laughs> for food Do you know what? well look now nowadays okay that's what literally is. <laughs> like i'm actually mapping out a place different bakeries in woodbridge because i hear it's very italian so that's on my list Riva. So, uh, no, but but my traveling belly has been a source of, I think, food speaks, this food is just love. It's a love language, right? And when you're around good food and when you are around opening to try, trying out different cuisines and, and just enjoying that, what is out there mm-hmm. for you to enjoy, it makes me happy right? Mm -hmm. And I've always loved cooking. But my passion from cooking has also allowed me to try different types of foods. So if I talk about Mumbai, you know, that's a trip my husband and I had planned with uh, Jacob. And I mapped out 
where I wanted to go eat, what I wanted to go eat. And we did that. We we did that. And, and it just gives me such a sense of, of joy to show that I love cooking. So I would just be in, I'm just in the kitchen trying out different things or I go to a restaurant, show my support, order something delicious. And, and at the end of the day, I love it. It just, it just makes me really happy. It's my baby, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's something just for you. Just for something me. Something just for you. It's just which, for me. Yeah. People ask me like, so what do you want? What do you want out of my traveling belly? And I'm like, can I just say happiness? And like, it just makes me happy. It just yeah. makes me happy. I don't want yeah. anything out of it. Like it makes me happy. Yeah. And sometimes those are the best things, right? You're you're not you have no expectations of it, and it has no expectations of you, and it's just pure joy. It's just there. Just pure joy. You see it. You love something. Sure, shoot me up. Like yeah. people have asked me, like you know, wow, this looks it, delicious. Oh, it brings me joy. It brings me joy, and so do your travel diaries. Oh, so <laughs> your your trip to Portugal. Yeah, I mean, those you you take such great photographs, and the way you write about your travels, mm -hmm. and because you do so much research, that it it really you bring people on with you. So, tell us where will the first place be after pandemic that you're going to book a trip to. The first place that we're going to go um, is going to be Tuscany in Italy because I want to try and do a culinary trip there. I want to go while I want to go visit, you know, the places you have to visit. I want to yeah. take a culinary trip. I want to go and appreciate yeah. food, the Italian food, the authenticity behind that. And, and, and just, I want to go to, I want to go back to Europe, but I want to go back to Italy. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Cause you've been to Italy before, but you haven't been to Tuscany. No, it's on my list. And whenever that is, yeah. I want to go there. I want to go to Tuscany yeah. and I just, Italy is just so warm and beautiful. I yeah. belong there. I haven't been to Tuscany either. I've been to many different places in Italy, but never to Tuscany. Yeah, it's um, on my list. But that that is that sounds like a great a great trip. Come with. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Come with. I am right. Listen, if you are planning it, if you and Ed are planning this yes. trip the way you planned our other trips <laughs> that we've gone on, I am so in. I am so in. Well, Steph, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh and I, as you know, I like to to close the show with a personal mantra. I think these are just so important. Um, and they're, you know, an affirmation that we can say to ourselves. And when we're in a tough moment, we look at ourselves in the mirror and it just helps us refocus and remind us. So I'd love to hear yours. Steph, can you please share your mantra with us? So um, my mantra is faith and gratitude go a long way faith and gratitude yes. go a long way yeah it's that's all that it is faith having faith in whatever it is it can be a divine power it can be anything the energy out there right and then just being grateful for the now this moment being grateful for being here with you and you giving me this opportunity right to just voice a little bit about myself and then just about uh, womanhood after motherhood yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Yay. you so much. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Join us on Instagram at Womanhood After Motherhood to continue the conversations. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for updates on the latest episode. See you next week for episode four.